Yo, welcome to another episode of Boys in the Barrio. Today we got a special one. Um, we actually hadn't done an interview in a while, Jamal. It's been a minute, dude. It actually has been a while. Um, I forgot which one was the last one. But, anyways. The Be Someone interview? Oh, yeah, the Be Someone. I mean, I wasn't there for that. Oh, yeah, you yeah. weren't you weren't there for that one. But, um, anyways, today we got a special guest with us. Um, I felt it was the right, you know, moment and person to bring to uh, get us back in the groove of interviewing. You know, uh, we were just talking about this, you and me, before this, Jamal, that, uh, you know, we've been slacking on uh, posting stuff and posting our content and things like that and finding the motivation. And I felt that uh, what my man here just did was very motivating and inspiring. So I felt hearing his story would be dope. I felt bringing him on would be dope. We had been wanting to do it, but um, it just never added up. You know, he was busy. We were busy. Um, and it worked out pretty nicely now. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So for y'all wondering, um, I have my boy Kirby here. I have, <laughs> right, all the introduction, <laughs> I got my boy Kirby here. But uh, also Kirby is here because he played a big role on how I met this individual. Then Jamal's here, obviously. But uh, I would like to welcome Steve, man, to Boys in the Body. Thank you for joining us, Steve. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. So for, for those wondering, Steve is, um, will be considered MMA, right? Mixed martial art um, fighter. So um, he recent, recently uh, just actually became a champ. You did, right, Steve? Yeah, I fought for uh, Fury Fury FC through Garcia Promotions. And I fought for the Walter Wade Ami title on the undercard. And I fought against a very good, uh, very good opponent, very tough opponent. And uh, I was able to get the win, man. Cool, man. Um, so we, before we dive into that, um, got yes, we got a lot of questions. Um, Kirby, I wanted to ask you, how, how have you been, man? It's been a while since you joined us on the podcast. What was that, man? I don't know. I've been good working out. Nice, 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 nice. And both you and Steve work out at the same place, right? I <laughs> know. <laughs> see, like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> well, I didn't sign no papers. What the hell? Um, but anyways, yeah. So let's go. Let's take this story a little bit back. Um, I met Steve through Kirby. Um, so how did y'all two meet? Albert. I believe through Albert. So we would need Albert. So how did you meet Albert? No, not you, uh, Steve. Honestly, I don't remember. I just know that we were all together at. Uh, we used to all party at Jonathan's house. Shout out to Cox. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't talked to Cox in a long time. We played poker with him a few times. Yeah, we used to go party at his house, and then we all just got pretty drunk, and everybody just bonded together after that. And ever since then, we either drank or did something stupid. <laughs> hey, like in the movie Fast and Furious, what's it called? You're talking, oh, he just came and never left. <laughs> Uh, mm. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it Jesse, right? Jesse, Jesse. came and never left? Jesse. Jesse yeah. or the other Jesse. dude with the raspy Jesse. voice? Oh, no, they're friends. Jesse's the one that killed, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesse. Uh, Dom, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared right now, Dom. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so I just want to give people a little bit of a background story how, you know, this circle and how I know you and how I met you. I met you through Kirby and then... Um, yeah, you always seem like a humble, laid-back dude. So I think we kicked it off from there, played poker, beat you a few times. Mm. And then uh, I think you won a few times. So I think that's why I stopped getting invited. <laughs> <laughs> when you start 
with it. Like, nah. Right? Nah, don't invite him. Y'all having the poker game today? <laughs> fucking Steve. Walk out like, fucking Steve won. Um, and then uh, sometimes I would go to, like, Kirby's, you know, Kirby's house and just go chill. And he was there just chilling. Everybody, I think, goes to Kirby's house sometimes just to watch TV, cable, and then uh, enjoy the AC. Shout out, cable. Right. <laughs> uh, and just, and just chill AC. right there with Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, chill right there with Kirby and shit. So, good times, man. Good times. So, that was definitely a cool thing to do. Um, so, where did you grow up, Steve? I grew up in the east side. I've all over the east side of Houston. Uh, high school? For high school. I mm. went to Holland Middle School. Born and raised. I was born in Pasadena, raised there for a little bit. Moved over to East Houston when I was probably around seven or eight. And I grew up there everywhere. I've probably moved about 20, 30 times, but I've always lived in that same area. Yeah. So. You played sports in high school? Oh, yeah. I played uh, baseball, baseball, football, track. I played soccer in middle school. I've always stayed active. So you've always had, like, athlete, basically. Yeah, I've always had that, you know, been around a group, you know, staying in shape even though I was a lot bigger back then. You know, I was always active. That's what kept me out of trouble. I think, uh, I'm not sure, I went to Austin, but I think we played you a few times in baseball. Yeah, yeah, we played a couple times, I believe. Did we win or or lose? I think y'all won, actually. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I yeah I don't remember to be honest. Yeah, we it. weren't pretty. We weren't pretty good for a couple years. Like my freshman, sophomore, we weren't too good. My junior year is where we had our biggest year, but we could never get over like that second round hump of the playoffs. At least y'all made the playoffs. Our senior year, we didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, well, was, y'all had a hard district though, right? Y'all had Milby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and even tough. though it's kind of now, um, but back in the day, used to have the competitive in you. So it's like. To admit, Milby was good still, but nah, they were good. Their yeah, baseball team was raw. Yeah, they were really they good. They were like, football, they sucked ass, and I'll say that fucking proudly because, yeah. <laughs> but baseball, yeah, they were they were on point, man. They were one of them teams that, fuck, they knew how to play, man. They could yeah. play. And I think what it was, man, it was it was people that played since they were younger together. Oh, like, yeah. they knew each other. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And growing up... Um, Shit, if you're growing up and you're playing with the same people you know, you know what I mean? Like, or coming up on the same parks, you know what I mean? You have a sense of, like, knowing that, hey, that dude played at this. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what makes all the other schools really good. Yeah. You know, they all grew up together, like North Shore. Yeah. You know, they weren't as good in baseball because they had a hard district. But football, you know, they're all Dog, the they're from elementary to little league to middle school and they got a really good. Uh, it was this, really just program. this past year, right? They won the the state, yeah, championship, state championship right off of that catch. Yeah, yeah, last that's minute, crazy. Last yeah. minute touchdown play. Yes, dude. yeah, that was crazy. That's got to be good. Yeah, that that's was. That's got to be a good feeling. And they were down the whole game too, and they they came back and fought. That was pretty cool. I made a catch like that one time, in Madden though. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when did you first start getting into MMA? Uh, it was about 10 years ago, man. So my initial plan was uh, to lose weight. And before that, I wasn't never really into the sport. Like, I hated anything that that involved MMA. I didn't like watching UFC. Oh, wow. Just because of the fact no that. Pride, no UFC. Nothing. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't interested at all. I didn't like it at all. Just because they went to the ground, they wrestled, they grappled. And at that time, I didn't really understand it. So... My initial plan after high school was to join the service, go to the Marines, 
I went to the Marine. I went to the office. They told me I had to drop weight. And at that time, my uh, family was already involved in the sport. My nephews trained. My brother-in-law, you know, he fights at 125 pounds. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah, so he, uh, they actually reached out to me and told me if I wanted to try the sport so I can drop the weight. And then, you know, and, and then go from there, wherever I decided to do. So I dropped the weight, you know, signed the papers to enlist. And uh, they actually reached out to me from my gym and asked me if I wanted to do a tournament. So I did the tournament. And it turns out they put me in the wrong division. They put me in a more advanced division. And oh, I only snap. had, like, I would say not even a month worth of training. But they kind of caught on to, I guess, how I was training. Mm -hmm. So I did the division. And I beat everybody. Damn. Yeah, because I started off grappling, so. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I ended up in actually loving it. And then, so, I did the grappling tournament. I actually beat every. I submitted everybody. Oh, damn. That's and uh, okay. after that, I was like, man, do I really want to go to the service, you know? I actually found something that I was really good at. Because, like, even being in football and baseball, I was always a team player. But I was never that person, that star, that that I knew this is what I can do for the rest of my life. And when I found out, when I did this tournament, you know, I felt like, man, you know, I actually felt really good about myself. Like, you know, with, you know, just with this little amount of training that I did, look what I, look what I accomplished. You know, imagine a couple years of training or a couple more months, you know. Yeah, you start seeing the ceiling. Yeah, you, know, you can high, see the like progress, man. Is, yeah. I started seeing it and I started believing in myself. But the only thing that was holding me back was my weight. So, okay. you know, I, at that time I weighed 275. And, I was just about to ask how much you dropped. Yeah, I dropped, man, probably over, I'd say, in total, maybe over 112 pounds. That's incredible, man. Yeah, it was a struggle. It was, it was, it was tough, man, but my whole goal was to make my MMA debut, no matter how long it took. And, you know, with work and life and everything going on, I had always struggled with it. <clears throat> I would either go up, go down, I would get down and then get hurt and then go right back up. And I finally was able to get everything settled down. So I started off training at Bushy Barn. And, uh, you know, after a little while, I made a transition over to another gym called Silverback. And then after that, I finally found my own gym at Metro Fight Club is where I'm training at now. I've been there probably for the past, probably for the past six, six seven years, if not. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I love it, man. They, um, My head coach, Sal Solis, he helped me get my first MMA fight. He helped me get my first grappling super fight, and now he helped me win my first title. So Success. it's been a long road, man. It's been, you know, years, 10 years in the making, you know, just constantly grind, a lot of hard work. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be where I'm at now and excited for the future. So what about your – like, what do you feel is one of your strongest disciplines? You know, I know there's jiu-jitsu, you know, there's boxing and wrestling. Well, I started off doing jiu-jitsu, so I have to say that's, that's my strength. You know, I started off doing no-gi grappling, which some people call it submission wrestling. That's more of my strength. Then I slowly went, in, went into the gi and started getting ranked. And uh, now I'm starting to develop my hands a lot more. Okay. And they're starting to – they're not as good as my ground game, but they're starting to get there. And I'm just progressing as, as I'm going. You know, I've been, been doing – I've been training for a while, but I can still see holes in my game that I, that I need to sharpen up. And little by little, I can see them slowly getting better and better. And I'm surprised for um, for you being as athletic as you've been at an earlier age that you didn't do wrestling in high school. Yeah, well, well, I grew up, man. We our high school was 
they didn't really have it. They didn't really have sports. They didn't have. I mean, they didn't have like everything you would see at a regular high school. You know, wrestling, band. You know, we didn't have none of that. So only thing I could stick was was with football or baseball. You said no track. band. Yeah, we didn't have no band. Damn think, man, so it was halftime. That must have been the, the hurt, the most hurtful halftime. They yeah. played a CD, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Hey, we would have to. They played a uh, uh, DJ the blue no, they played, they, played, they played a Nick Cannon's part on, uh, from Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have to listen yeah. to the other the other school's band. Even when we when we got to the playoffs, we didn't have a band, and you know we only had probably about. 50 people there watching us but y'all always made the playoffs right yeah but we just could never get that full support from everybody like because i remember like y'all made back-to-back playoffs appearances right yeah i think from my sophomore year till i graduated so yeah and that's the weird thing man is like they they were a playoff team bro like they never um, got the funding or support yeah and we just never got over that hump man that second round hump that was always something that we would get to that certain point but I guess in preseason we never seen that type of that type of power offense. You know, like you got them country. You know, like we played Canyon Creek in the second round of the playoffs and they blew us out. Like yeah. it was like 69-0 or something like that. But it all comes back to you know they weren't that good, but they were fun. They were really fundamentally sound and they knew how to play. Yeah. And if you would see them, they just you wouldn't think like oh you know we're gonna run through them. Uh, they did the total, totally opposite to us. Yeah, it reminds me of football when you, uh, when you play someone and you know they're like that huge scene. They're yeah. out like Odessa or somebody. We played Odessa one time, and I just freaked out with how huge they were. I was like, yo, these dudes got at least a foot on everybody. Yeah. We're going to die. Uh-huh. Did y'all play, uh, what's it called, Mitchell and them? You said Odessa, so you must have played. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Our football team was really. I'm talking good. about it from Friday Night Lights. No. <laughs> you talking about fucking Odessa? Maybe. You played a uh, booby mob. A oh, booby mob. <laughs> what, 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 what is it? What is it? Part. What is it? Part. What is it? Part. Odessa. Permit. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, yes, man. I'm blinking hard as hell on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we played them dudes too, bro. It was like an all like an all black team, and I mean, all black Dallas Carter and black, and I was just like, sweet Jesus, bro. Hey, straight up, they made look Dallas Carter. But have y'all seen that documentary on yeah, Netflix? They really were good. like that because on, on the movie, dude, they made them look like just dog. Like the hood was coming after you, dog. Like, like fat. <laughs> I think even one of them had like a visor on with like a blue rag, or was it, or was something on the movie? I was like, gosh, like, hey, yo, they're cripping and stuff on the uh-huh. bench. Like, what's the play, coach? Play, coach is sending signals to him and stuff. <laughs> Throwing up different signs. Like, I bet. Yeah, now, I can relate to real. what you're saying, though, about uh, playing schools like that. Like, we didn't, dude, my junior year or senior year, didn't, we didn't make the playoffs. But we played this one school, man, in Austin. It was called St. Michael's. Yeah. Um, our junior year, we played them. And our senior year, we played them. All I can tell you, man, is a junior year, dude, we were down, like, hope, like bad. In Austin, we were playing over there, and then uh, we came up, dude. Like we lost literally by one point. You know, it was nothing like crazy. Yeah. But when they came over here, they beat our asses. But point I want to tell you, <laughs> let's forget about that part. But point I want to tell you is, dude, they had like, they weren't even like all that. You know, like what I'm trying to get at is, we caught up. But dude, they had like the fundamentals, yeah. like routes, dude. Yeah. Dog, them, them, the way they ran routes was like Edelman running at you fucking routes all the time. You know, like the cuts, everything was like just worked on precise, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. anyways, I just went down a rabbit hole of football right there. But, yeah. um, anyways, yeah. So, 
you did you've always been an athlete so you've always done baseball football a little bit of everything um so now you get into this uh what would you say has been the biggest challenge um doing this fighting game now the biggest challenge was me finally making the transition over to mma so i was just doing jujitsu and then i finally decided like you know eventually i'm gonna want to fight so now I gotta start developing my hands. Now I gotta start getting punched in the face. Now I gotta start getting kicked in the head, kicked in the legs, and that was the biggest challenge for me. Because at that time, even when I was training in the sport, I was still pretty, uh, I was still pretty like hot-headed. You know, I'd get pissed off pretty quick. And you hit me, my first thing to do is rush you. Yeah. But in the fight game, that's how you get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, saw yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So that was the biggest issue for me to control myself. And as the years went by, that's how I know I've gotten so much better as far as taking an exchange and countering right back, but still staying calm in the pocket and, you know, just changing levels, doing what I have to do. But that was the hardest part for me. Uh, when I finally get, I still don't have it fully under control, but I'm just way better than what I was before. Uh, but yeah, that was, that's been the hardest part. I would, I would say. So, um, one of the the things I noticed, right, like from you, is you're a very humble and calming dude, right? Like, but you just said you're a hothead, which I didn't know that. But obviously, if you fight, I mean, most likely you have it somewhere in there. Yeah. But to prepare for a fight, man, I mean, it takes a different type of discipline and a type of uh, courage to get there. Um, how do you like? Do you dig somewhere deep to get in fight game? Because you know it's motivated by like. You know, a lot of fighters are motivated either by pain or anger. Um, do you dig anywhere there? Yeah, in the beginning, to me, it was just to, just to fight, just because I like to fight. I had a lot of built-up anger since I was a kid, a lot of bad things in my past that okay. kind of made me want to do better. And then the only way to do better was legal-wise was to fight. Okay, okay. So that's kind of a reason why I kind of joined it as well, too. Uh, yeah, besides that, though, man, it's really just been my struggle growing up. That's kind of what molded me, molded me into the person I am today. That's the reason why I'm so calm now, so chill. Because like I said before then, you know, even like when I first started the sport, I was a real hothead. But I am now, too, just not as much. I learned to control it. You know, uh, every fighter has that that killer instinct in them or you know when it's time to turn it up they gotta they gotta go yeah 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 but uh man i'm just i think i just trained so much that my mind is more relaxed now i'm like nice. in a more i'm in a better mind state where if they don't have anything to do with training like i don't really care about anything else that don't involve fighting like besides that i don't really care to talk about it as much i mean not like saying like right here in the podcast which i i don't mind it but Anything else, I don't really care too much for it, just because I do it every day, all day. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, uh, like usually when you have all this anger and energy, like um, you're kind of like jumpy, right? Like anywhere you go, like for example, you get, let's just say we go to the club or something, right? Or <laughs> I'm just giving <laughs> an example. No. Somebody or, or a bar, right? And yeah. some dude is acting up. You you quickly you're quick to jump because I mean it's like. Hey, dude, what the fuck is your problem, you know? Like, do you really want to, you know? 
Because you're waiting. Let's, we're men. You know, you're waiting to... If some shit pop off, you kind of want to do that. Yeah, but when you're doing thing. this, like, on the constant... Dude, you don't have the, neither the desire that's out of your body you get what i mean like oh, yeah. if i'm not doing this to get better i think that's how you feel like or training or for something else i don't see the point in it like yeah. why am i gonna do something i do every day you know it's out of my system so like know? no netflix and chill no popping out to see random movies i mean i mean i do that in my like spare time yeah i actually yeah. like to i stay away like that's to actually because i don't really go out as much my I guess my way of going out is now is like trying different food spots, following okay. food bloggers, checking that out. I don't really care too much about drinking as much as I did before anymore. I just like to hang out somewhere really chill. I guess as far I don't know if that has to do with anything with age as well too, but I guess I'm getting a little bit more mature where I don't care about that whole night scene or anything like that because yeah. in the beginning, even when I wasn't uh, really training as much, all it did, all it brought was trouble. So as soon as you walk into a bar, you know, you bump into somebody, you say sorry, and they're drunk, and they automatically assume the worst. It's that one dude I'm talking about, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. so there are certain spots where I try to avoid just because I know something like that was going to happen, or it could possibly happen, and i just rather avoid it at all costs. Yeah. So there's certain areas, there's certain places that I'll go, certain places that I won't go, and some people will say, yes, oh, you're being stuck up, oh, you're being an asshole, you know, come over here come hang out with us and i'm like nah man i can't do it i'm like you don't understand if i get into a fight with somebody and i really hurt them and then they press charges against me it's their word against mine it's not mine against theirs you know and especially if they have witnesses that obviously don't know what's going on and they try to put it put it all on me and i imagine you as a fighter now you know what they say like your hands are pretty much like weapons in a sense yeah i would Honestly, I've never read it like in a law book or anything, but from what I hear is you're pretty much registered as a deadly weapon. Right. As soon as you get your license, it's kind of the same thing as being in the service. So. That makes sense. And I can imagine, uh, and that's really mature you, right, to, to kind of realize there's just some places you don't really need to be. Yeah. And unfortunately, you may have some people, they want to kick you with you. They, they're, they're the homie. You're the homie and all that. But at the same time, you let them know, hey, I just can't mess with this. Like, there's too much to risk. Uh, I mean, was there a situation that kind of spurred that moment that happened to you? Or was this more or less something you just kept seeing? Maybe it didn't happen directly to you. Maybe you just see it with other people and you decided, you know, the same me. Well, there has been a couple of occasions, even like places that I didn't expect. Places where I actually had to get physical with somebody. But other than that, man, I kind of just try to avoid it. Like once once those situations happen, I'm like, nah, I'm done. You know, I mean, but anything can happen anywhere. You know, no matter where you go. Yeah. But is it that they try to test you, or is it just some crazy stuff that just pops off? Just crazy stuff. Like for instance, you know, I was at a car wash one day, the same car wash I go to all the time to get my <laughs> get my ride fixed. Yeah. I mean, my ride wash. And uh, this guy, the guy that actually washes the cars, uh, he doesn't have like a set line. He just tells you park your car right here, and he knows like by memory which one he's doing next. Okay. And so I go to the spot next door to eat, and I'm eating. I get back up. I go back outside to see if he's on my car. And I see him. I see my car parked in, but I see somebody in there, and it's not him. And I see somebody throwing stuff. And so I didn't know what was going on. And I ran over there, and I grabbed the guy by the foot, and I yanked him out. And I kind of tell him, like, hey, you know, what the hell are you doing? He's like, man, he, he ain't supposed to be washing yours. He's supposed to wash mine next. I don't know why he cut you. He's like, I got somewhere to be. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you do not need to go. You do not need to go on my shit like that, you know. And he just swung at me. And then 
Next thing you know, <laughs> he ends up waking. He ends, he ends up being on the ground and he's waking up. You know, I'm, I put him in the rear naked. I didn't want to, but it was just kind of bad because, like, you know, you got his little girl right there, his wife, and the little girl's crying, and you know, it was a situation where it's like you feel bad, but at the same time, though, you know, you you force that shit upon yourself. You know, well, not, he shouldn't put himself in that position. He yeah, to swing on you like that, you know. So he unless woke up. Unless he felt seriously, truly, it sounded like you didn't do it, but unless, if he, unless he felt truly like threatened or life threatened or his family threatened, it's like yo, you just walk away, especially with kids. Yeah. So once he woke up, he just. Uh, his wife was like, "Get your dumb ass on, <laughs> let's go." That's why I'm like, sure, man, "That's why, dude." Let's, I'm just like Fred Friday with Red, right? Remember, he, he get blasted that, like, get your, yeah. get your ass up out of here. That's why, like, you want some tool, man? No. That's why I'm a firm believer, dude. Like, I'm not big on like fighting, right? Unless I'm like pushed to that level, right? Of it's time to defend myself, right? Because I'm a very patient person, but. That's one of my biggest things, dude, is not being able to identify off a hudu to the fucking boxer <laughs> or a fucking uh, um, MMA dude. And you can't tell. Anything. Yeah, so that's why you I'm like very, tell. you know, I give, I think I give myself like, you know, I'm a patient dude. So three times, dude, it's like yeah. after the third time, dude, fuck it. At that point, I'm at a level where it's like, fuck it, dude, we're going to die here. Because if, <laughs> <laughs> if you're an MMA fighter I, or a, a boxer, I'm about to get it. But I'm going to do the best knowledge I know, yeah. you know, the best. But anyways, um. What I hear you saying, Steve, is that um, I think you, I think from what I hear you saying, it's more of a career. You get what I mean? It's your career now. It's your passion, yeah. right? So you value it more and you take care of it more compared to like, you know, somebody who's just out trying to fight just for no reason. You get what I mean? So it's more of a, like you said earlier, right? If it, it has nothing to do with, you know, you training and stuff like that, like why even bring it up? I think it's because it's honestly a career, man. Like, you're actually doing your thing, man. You're taking this shit serious. You're actually grinding for it. You're actually putting the time in. So, I think it's, yeah, to lose it over some stupid shit, nah. So, I respect that, dude. So, um, every time Kirby has invited you over for, like, poker and you tell him no and shit, I understand, bro. You know? I'm bushing. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want that money, G. Right? Bringing Kirby into it and Kirby's over there. I'm turn that down. Quiet. (laughs) I don't want to be a part of it. So tell us about the championship. When did you win it? How did it go down? Well, so I made my amateur debut, I believe it was two years ago. I won in the first round. Uh, I was supposed to stay pretty active since then, but I had a lot of injuries come on in between. You know, I separated my shoulder. I had a calf strain. You know, I messed up my back. Mm broken toes you know was this a lot of it in training or actual fights training yeah in fights i've never really taken any damage yeah but it was more of training because the gym that i train at man we uh we go pretty hard but uh that's for a reason though you know but uh yeah man so i I made my debut a couple years ago um i had to pull out of a lot of fights that i had set up due to injury and so we were getting ready the plan was to get ready for this next fight and it was, I didn't care who it was, it was just to get ready. So the promoter reached out to me and uh, reached out to me and my coach. And he said that he had a hard time finding an opponent for the guy that they're trying to match me up with, that nobody wanted to fight him. And the guy has plus nine fights, his name's Mikey Patterson. You know, a re- really good guy. You know, he's been in the game for a while, for a while now. Um, he also said that they couldn't really find nobody else with me because I'm one and zero. 
they wanted to find somebody similar as far as uh, record wise or 0 and 1 or 2 and 0 something like that hmm. but they couldn't so it was pretty much if they can't find nobody to match me up with and they can't find nobody to match him up with they might as well put us together that way we can actually fight mm-hmm. and so he reached out to us and asked if we wanted to fight for the belt and uh usually any other any other coach or person would say no like hell no you know how are you going to fight somebody that's 1 and 0 against somebody that's 5 and 4 you know has 9 plus fights already but i've been training for so long already it's kind of already at that turning point where I need to test myself even though I haven't gotten the experience inside the cage just training wise I, me and my coach felt comfortable in order to take the fight so we decided to go through with the fight you know everything went through uh, you know we weigh in you know training camp was training camp was tough you know I took a lot of uh, a lot of time off from work to train for it and uh yeah man fight day comes and uh you know it's a war you know I'm down four rounds you know, it's a five round, it's three minutes, five rounds for the belt. And, uh, you know, I get in my butt whooped, man. You know, there was a couple reasons leading up to the fight on what happened, but I don't really want to go into detail on that. But uh, basically, I was getting my ass whooped, and, you know, fourth round comes, and it's either, it's either make it or, you know, do it or die. You know, you got to, you gotta in order to win, you got to have a finish. And if not, then you're pretty much always going to be down on scorecards and lose the fight now were you aware of your sense of urgency at the time to say hey i'm down or was that something that your, your trainers your coaches were already no. telling you like hey man steve we need to get something out of here man we need to make it happen as soon as i stepped in the cage i was uh i was out wasn't even in the right mindset just because off of certain things you know that was uh i was actually sick leading up to the fight and uh so i knew i wasn't there you know i was throwing up all kinds of shit and uh so as soon as I step in the cage, as soon as the bell rings, it's just like, I don't know if it was an adrenaline rush or what it was, but all the energy just sucked out of me. Like, I lost all all strength in my arms. You know, I didn't know, I didn't feel the same at all. It just wasn't me. I know how I felt, you know, sparring-wise or anything like that, but, you know, it was just a big difference for me. So at that time, I knew everything was going to go downhill. You know, I was going to have to pretty much catch that second win and, you know, finish strong or, you know, something like that. And, you know, as the fight goes, you know, first round, you know, it was a, it was a tough battle. I believe I won that round. Second and third round, you know, he's just, he has the more dominant position. He's teeing off on me. You know, I'm working, I'm working on the ground in positions and I'm fighting for positions, but I'm also eating shots. Fourth round comes. And so is he trying to go for like a mount or something at the time? Yeah, well, in the first round, he, uh, I was actually surprised. I didn't really think through this whole fight that he was going to try to take it to the ground. I thought he was going to try to stand because he's 5'11". I'm 5'7". And, you know, all the reach is towards him. So he's a striker, but he's also pretty good on the ground as well. So I was surprised when he decided to clinch me up against the fence, you know, get the single leg takedown, you know. Uh, So when that happened, you know, it kind of made it even worse on me because he's putting all the pressure on me and... I don't have enough strength to get up or protect myself, but I'm trying to fight, fight, fight for, uh, sorry, fight for position, and uh, so it looks like I'm eating a lot of shots, which I was, but yeah, first and second round he definitely dominated. First round was up in the air. Second round he dominated. Third round he dominated. 
fourth round is my coach was like, hey, man, you're down. Yeah. You know, if you want that fucking belt, you better go get it. So I just had to dig deep, man. The first thing he told me was set up the shot, set up the uh, fake the shot and go over the top with the right hand. And oh, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. first thing I did, and it landed. It landed clean, too. But uh, So were you setting him up with your jab and stuff? or were you Yeah, doing? well, at that time, I just I was just standing there, man. It was just... I was out of it. I I ain't even. I did not look the same at all. So, you know, we as soon as the bell rings, we circle out. You know, I'm circling to my right. I fake the shot, go over the top. I land it, and usually I'm supposed to counter off of that, but I try to take his back. Yeah. And then he has me against the cage, and then I grab him in the clinch, and I'm landing some good knees. But then he catches one of them and takes me back down, mm. and he's holding position for the whole round. I think like it was like the last minute. Where I was able to get up and uh, get my double underhooks, and I was attacking the arm throughout the whole rounds. I knew he was gonna give up some just the way his position was. Yeah. So I kept attacking the arm, and my coach kept yelling at me to stop attacking the arm, but I just felt like he was gonna give up something. And now, uh, were you or now was he trying to, to get into your guard or like what were you? Well, he was in my he was in my half guard a lot of the fight. Okay. And then he he was in my guard, but I was fighting for position to get my butterfly guard. And then uh, he got mount a couple times. He took my back a couple times. But uh, he didn't really do too much damage. I mean, for the judges, it, it did seem like a lot of damage because he was more more aggressive, more controlled. Right. But me fighting for position, you know, I had to take the shot. So it, as far as scorecards, it was all on him. You know, everything okay. was all in his favor. But, yeah, man, fourth round comes. You know, I set up, you know, I faked that overhand. I faked the shot, get the overhand right, and then we, uh, we end up – Last minute, we end up getting toward the cage, and uh, I'm circling out, and I see the arm again right there, so I attack the Kimura. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I'm attacking it, and I'm in a position that I practice whenever I'm in. You're working I'm, from the bottom at this point? No, well, I'm against the cage. Oh, okay, you're yeah, in the so, cage, so, so you're he, doing the standing Kimura. Yeah, okay. so he has, me in the, he has me against the cage, and it looks like he's going for a single leg takedown, and I see the arm right there just by itself, so I grab it. I go over the top, grab it. And there's this there's this move that I do as far as uh, when I'm against the cage and I'm in that same position, it's kind of like a flying armbar where you just jump in the air. Yeah. And I bring my left leg over. Okay. Yeah. So when I brought my left leg over, he fell down. So I was able to get the leg left leg over and I was pulling on the arm. Oh, nice. Okay. And I got I got the Kimura, but the way we were against the cage, he just swapped like turned over to the side. And so it wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really gonna be able to finish it. Okay. But the way that he turned over, I was either I was set up to have an armbar or a triangle, and so I attacked for the triangle. I had the triangle set in, you know. I was fight. Uh, I got the full mount with the triangle on top. Oh, very nice. And that was already tight as it was, so yeah. he could have tapped already. I kind of heard him already, like uh, squinting a little bit, and then uh, I swapped it over. Kind of was kind of like an inverted inverted triangle. I swapped it back over and I was pulling on his head, and uh, he tapped, but the referee didn't see it. Oh uh, wow! Okay. And everybody seen it, but I didn't let go. So no, I kind I, I yeah, kind of yeah, let yeah. up for a little bit, but when I seen the ref didn't see it, and then I swapped it to an armbar, and then he tapped, and referee stopped the fight. Oh okay. Well, I mean that's your job, right? They always talk about you know there's always controversy about you know making the fighter stop, but you know your job is to go in there and you're trying to make sure hey. Like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to stop until yeah. I, the ref either has to pull me in or you actually see him acknowledge, like, this fight's over. Yeah, I didn't realize it was actually a, 
I think it was like the final 15 seconds of the fight too in the fourth round oh, when I got man. the submission. That's so dope. I figured I was like, man, if uh, if I would have heard that 10 second bell, I would really try to really try to uh, squeeze on the arm, pull on the arm as hard as I could. Because yeah. I didn't really put on it. I did honestly did relieve a little bit when he tapped from the triangle. I let up a little bit. And then when I seen the triangle, when when I seen the ref didn't stop it, I pulled on the arm, but I didn't pull on it too much because it was already so tight. Yeah. So it didn't really take long for him to tap. Okay. But he still had enough control. But you were even you let off thinking like, hey, he tapped. Everybody else saw. Yeah. It. But if you would have heard the ten, you would have been like, fuck this. I'm yeah. Gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, I hear that final ten. And his arm out, bro. Just like. <laughs> I probably would have told him, hey, man, I'm sorry, but I gotta do this. You know this. Um. So it's funny because when um. I didn't get to make it. I went to his first fight. I didn't go to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kirby was on. I remember he, he's, he, I'm going to Instagram live. So he went, right? And I saw it, dude. And me and Teresa and the baby are chilling in the room. It's dark, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like babies, baby girls asleep. And I was just watching, dude. And I'm like, fuck. I felt like excited, dude. Kind of yeah. like when I was watching like Manny Pacquiao, dude. Like, you know, excited. One of your own. Fanny Packer doesn't even know me, but anyways. No, he's not. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, dude, when I saw him, like, get it, I was like, yeah. And I screamed until he said, got pissed. That's how I'm going to remember this moment. <laughs> because she got mad because I woke the up the baby, up. yeah. Uh, but And then she's like, what happened? I'm like, uh, Steve won. And she's like, oh, shit. And then I was like, yeah, we were happy, you know. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. And then Kirby really quick is like, all right, motherfuckers, I'm done. So I didn't even get to see like when he was like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And I, this motherfucker really quick is like, all right, I'm Cut gone. Yeah, oh, I was like, oh, shit. I can't blame him, though. I mean, yeah. you're there. Like, you can't live the moment because you're live, right? I know. You should so, call him, bro. Keep recording. Let me see what else happens. So, but. That's dope. Congrats. So work out to the arm. But, man, um, I, I, I was just, I guess when you know somebody so close, you know, like, uh, you know them. It's like a different emotion, you know, and adrenaline. You're you're genuinely, you you got a love and appreciation, so you're you're genuinely happy. Yeah, a lot of people have been like, "Oh, that's a great fight," but it's like you see, you got at least that connection where you're just like, "Man, I'm just, I'm glad to see someone doing something," you know, and prospering. And I, I guess because, dude, like, I see his dedication to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he is really dedicated. So I'm like, Damn. I saw, I did see, he showed me your pictures of what you looked like before and after and everything, bro. I saw one, uh, and he showed me the after picture. I'm like, Damn, man. I'm like, what looks mean as hell, dog? Like, he looked like he just would pop off on something uh-huh. like that, man. But yeah, don't let him fool you. That is poker face, dude. <laughs> That's how I felt to a few times. He'll laugh like that. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't got nothing. I go in, full house. Dog, come on, dog. <laughs> and I, I pop up with two pairs and shit. <clears throat> Anyways, um, but nah, man, I think I, I was very happy, honestly, on your, like, win. I'm, like, super excited for your future, too, man, because I think uh, you got a lot of great things ahead of you. Um, so, actually, I brought it up earlier, dude, about um, do you dig into a deeper place, you know, to find the motivation and all that, you know, to, to continue doing this? Um, and you talked about the fighter instinct. Right, like which is um, the killer instinct, right? Yeah. To uh, go in the ring and do this, and you know, everybody that goes in there, you kind of have to think about it. Like, dude, I gotta give you more, dude. Like, literally, I mean, this is what it is, right? Like, uh, either you or me. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, what it is, man. It's a, you know, it's a killed or be killed. You know, like a lot of people like to use that phrase. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I don't do this shit for a hobby. You know, I do this. Now I take this sport very serious, and this is what I, this is what I hope to do for as long as I can now. And leading up to this fight, 
it wasn't really more of me thinking back on my past. It was more of all the people that what motivated me for this fight was all the people that that didn't get to see me fight that passed away, and all the people that helped me get ready for this fight. Gotcha. Because there's a lot of people leading up to a fight that people don't see or people get missed. They don't they don't get spoken about that help you prepare for a fight. And <clears throat> you know I really appreciate all those people, man. Because there's a lot of people that help me out. So when fight night came, I was like, man, ain't no way in hell I'm leaving without this belt, you know, sick or sick or not being sick. You know, I was sick, but I didn't tell nobody because I was keeping it to myself because I was going to go in there and give it my all. Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, one of the things that like um, I really admire about you and that I like is that you I've always said that, you know, you're very real. You know what I mean? Even if we weren't talking on this podcast, you know, the reason, you know, I get talk to people or get close because, you know real and humble and honest you get what i mean and i like that you give credit dude to like everybody on your team man that it takes like a you get what I mean? it is one person in there dude but it's taking like a full squad to get you ready bro it's not like you get what i mean one thing yeah. you get what i mean like it's yeah. everybody putting together their minds and dedication whether it's one hour you working out in the gym it's a trainer or it's somebody giving their dedicated hour just for steve you get what i mean like adjusting their mentality to man today i'm focused on this person you know, so, man, I, I, I really do like that, man. And um, I think that's dope. Uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, again, with the whole uh, Killer Instinct thing, right? So one of my favorite boxers, right? I just mentioned him. was Manny Pacquiao. He don't know we know each other, but we met a few times. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> um, I think, man, so right now, right, he just had a fight with Thurman, right? Yeah. So everybody was like, you know, that um, he had lost that, like, Killer Instinct, you know? Um, and... Even his trainer said that he had lost it, you know, uh, because of uh, he had, uh, I think, I guess, found his path with God again. Um, do you think a, a fighter needs that to continue? Like, in your pers- from your perspective, needs that instinct to continue being uh, on top? I don't think so. I mean, it all just depends, man. Like, for Pacquiao, I think it was... I think because it's just the fact that he loves the sport and he wants to prove people wrong. Yeah. That's what a lot of fighters lean towards, too, as far as trying to prove people wrong. You know, all the doubters, all the naysayers and, you know, stuff like that. But you can only go so long in a sport like that. You know, if you don't love what you do, then you can't really go far with it. You know, there's a lot of guys who just feed off anger. Yeah, but there's a there's a lot of other guys too, like Pacquiao. You know, he's religious. You know, he's a good guy. You know, you meet him outside the ring, he's nothing compared to what he is inside the ring. You know, even though he's a nice guy, you know, like that, but he has that killer instinct in him. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, it all just depends on the person. You know, for me, is in the beginning, it was all about pain. You know, just which is for this fight that I had, I had a walkout tee. I'm actually wearing it right now, and it says "Turn Pain into Power," and that kind of—that's kind of like I guess you can say that describes me as a fighter, leading up from me first starting a sport all the way till now. You know, I—I I was feeling, I was feeding off of pain from my past, but I was turning it into power, into something good, into the cage, kind of like something to help me out, like you know. I get to do turn something bad into good, and then have a bigger outcome on the end of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So what I brought up was like, uh, 
you know, my boy Manny Pacquiao, you know, um, when I talked to him last time, he told me, you know, that a lot of his trainers and stuff have been saying <laughs> that he lost his killer instinct. I thought you were going to say that he was partying with Floyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, me and Floyd, we chilling. But nah, man, uh, basically a lot of people brought up, you know, even his trainer, that he had lost a killer instinct because, you know, even uh, Freddie Roach said that, you know, it was possibly because, you know, he had turned his life to God. So he had lost a killer instinct in him to go in there and finish somebody. You know, so I was asking him, like, does he really think, you know, that's needed in a fighter? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the reason I, I mean, I talked a lot about Manny Pacquiao, dude. He's my top dude. But also in the same in the same way, like. You beat me in poker, dude. You're you're cool. You're a cool <laughs> dude, man. Like you gotta let that go. Man. You're 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 laid back, dude. Like you're a cool dude, man. Like uh, you're chill. You're relaxed. And if Manny Pacquiao was playing right there where Kirby's at, he would probably beat me too. You know, Manny Pacquiao's cool. He's ch- chilled. You know, but when they get in the ring, dude, it's like it's a different thing. Yeah, you know, so like totally so for example, if I would have gone back, man, to uh, when we first met or like had conversations before talk. Dude, I would have never seen that person I see in the ring. I wouldn't have seen it, bro. I would have had, you know, um, thought that you, you know, that's where you, you go. You get what I'm saying? Like, you had that in you. And you do, bro. And it's like, you know, for me, it was kind of like, oh, shit, you know. And to be able to still have that and still be, you know, outside the ring, be like, you know, cool and laid back. You know, I just had to ask that because it's like, it's a switch, man. It's an interesting switch that if nobody knows you, it's like, damn, dude, like, have you seen Steve, dog? <laughs> yeah, a lot of my coworkers are like that, too. Actually, a lot of them went out to see me fight, and they're like, man, you know, you don't talk much at work. You don't say shit. You're just so, you're so quiet. You're so to yourself. And I'm like, well, I mean, come watch me fight. You'll see a different side of me. <laughs> But that I mean, right just, there, though, that you see, that's a different sign, though. The quiet, I sometimes the quiet ones, I kind of like. The most dangerous. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But for me, I guess because I knew you, I saw you, you know what I'm saying? Like us yeah. chilling, having some beers, Steve saying something stupid, he beating me in the hand in poker, you know, and then uh, <laughs> shit like that, you know, like him being smooth with it, you get what I'm saying? So I didn't really know him off of any, anything else. But anyways, man, but I think uh, I'm super happy for you, man. Um, Thank you. For what you're doing, I think it's definitely motivating uh, to see the dedication you put into this. For any up and coming, I would say uh, I have a question: Is it difficult balancing this and also working, having oh, to yes. still like you know have a life, you know, because we still pay them bills. Yes, yeah, yes, bills yeah, ain't man. forgive Cynic nobody, point, dog. Cynic point always gonna call, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's definitely tough. You know, I, one of the things I've always said is. The people I respect the most is the fighters that are up and coming that have kids right now that are balancing job work, you know, job, uh, friends, family, you know, and then still coming to train every day, you know, trying to balance all that. That's got to be tough. You know, I don't have kids or anything like that yet, but I could just imagine just with what I do now and my schedule now, I feel like I don't have enough time to do what I have to do. So those guys, I got to give the most credit for because I don't know how the hell they do it, man. You know, especially you're tired as hell after sparring. Then you come home and then you got your kids up. You know, you got to take care of them. You know, you got to play with them, stuff like that. And it's tough, man. It's, it's definitely not easy. But, I mean, at the same time, ain't nothing else easy. You know, if you want something, you got to gotta push through to make it happen. And that's what I did on this point. You know, I'm, 
I'd always, I've always envisioned that I see myself winning a belt. You know, I've had dreams about it. You know, whether it was an Ami title or a grappling belt or anything like that. You know, I knew I was gonna win something, and I just put in the work, man. I bust my ass off. I invested a lot of money into the sport. I invested a lot of time. You know, I don't bullshit when it comes to it. You know, I cut off a lot of people when. You know, they were trying to get me to do bad things and stuff like that. You know, I surround myself around positive people. Yeah. And that's the only way that I was able to get through this fight. Because if it wasn't for that, man, I mean, I could be doing anything else. I could be at a bar right now drinking, you know, and or be at work. But this is what I choose to do, you know. And Fuck work. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got to go in tomorrow. <laughs> hey, uh... Um, Fuck, I had something that was uh, it was going along to what you were saying. Fuck Shit. But, oh, you know what? I'm curious. Do you have a nickname yet? Nah, no nickname. Have you thought about it? Or? Nah, not yet. I guess for me, I haven't really been too like into that or anything like that. Like Even with the walkout shirts, it, was, it wasn't something that was on my mind to get going. But the fact that I had so many supporters, a lot of people reaching out to me, a lot of people that I didn't even know who knew who I was was reaching out to me asking me for certain things which made me feel even really good because there's people that I know that still don't even reach out to me they know what I do they don't support it but they just they're just there being nosy you know uh, okay. so I figured I had to do something you know make so I made walkout shirts and stuff like that yeah 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 man and so you got your title now what's your what's the next step for you uh, well, I gotta talk to my coach. I mean, we have something in the works. I can't really say too much yet. Of course. Until you know everything's official. But uh, we do got something planned. Uh, man, I just after that fight, you know, I took a week off. You know, I went to Belize with my girlfriend, and uh, you know, we had a good time, man. We spent some time away. Uh, came back, you know, back in the back in the gym, you know. Now it's finna get really serious, so. Whatever's coming up, uh, I'm gonna stay ready. And uh, have you always had? Were you ever in different weight class? Or did well, you stay when class? I was in grappling, the only reason why I did I've done so many grappling tournaments was because I couldn't fight at that weight. Like they wanted, you know, I'm five six. I was weighing like two seventy five, competing in the ultra heavyweight division and grappling tournaments and beating guys, but making my MMA debut a five six. 275 pound guy that would be a big disadvantage yeah. being against uh 66 six, yeah, yeah, yeah you know i'd get murdered so that was the only thing that was holding me back so i started off gradually slowly going down from ultra heavyweight and the grappling tournaments i think i got down to like middleweight or something like that their their divisions are a little bit uh weight the weight wise are different from mma so I got down, I forgot how much it was. I think it was like 190 pounds or something like that. And then uh, when I finally got ready for my debut, now I'm at welterweight. But uh, I'm actually going to go down a lightweight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe maybe the next fight will probably be uh, maybe one more welterweight. Mm-hmm. But I'm aiming toward lightweight. And then the belt, that's pretty much tied to your division. Or when you go down lightweight, do you have to maybe potentially set up to fight for another belt? Or does this take go with you? How does it work for uh, for this? Oh, it, it just depends. So if I decide to stay amateur, mm-hmm. 
and they want me to defend the belt, the promoter will reach out to me. But uh, if I want to stay amateur and go down to lightweight, then it'll just I'll have to give this one. I, I could either have the next fight at lightweight and then still keep this and then next fight defend it. Okay. Depending on how the whole uh, situation works as far as uh, the fights he has lined up, like the events. Or I could turn pro, keep the belt. So this is basically like a souvenir now. You know, whether whether what whether whatever happens. So I can keep the belt, turn pro, or I could defend it and then but I'll still keep this one, there'll be another belt. Say if I win that one then I'll have two. It was like another souvenir belt. Oh, you get a belt every time you win? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kinda of So it is yours, yours. Yeah, this one's mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I could actually like Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually wanted to do I actually wanted to do the Steve Michaels, you know, and uh Shawn Michaels, yeah. You know, do my uh, heartbreak. I call it the Steve Michaels now. That's why <laughs> I'm doing it cuz he won the belt and Shawn Michaels. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. We could actually ride with it in the front of the seat and put the seatbelt on yeah. it and things like I that. I like how you're excited about the belt. You're like, "All right, now." Well, I actually, I text him though today though. Dreams. I text him, "Hey, uh and I didn't know how to say it, though. I didn't know how to really, like, express myself and be like, hey, Steve, uh, you think you could bring the belt? <laughs> and then he did it. He uh, he was like, laugh out loud. I was going to ask you last time, did you want me to take it? So I was like, cool. So that was pretty cool. It's crazy because it's actually just been after I won it, man. I mean, you know, the photographers, are, the photographers from the fight, you know, they sent out some really good pictures. And I, I posted on social media. But the belt's just been sitting in a box in my room, really. Yeah. I mean... To me, the fact that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish was, you know, it, it made me feel good. But the next day, it was just like back to it. It was back to it, man. They they know other time of bullshit. Now I was gonna either now I was gonna get tougher. Yeah. You know, now you got you know a target on your back, whether you just decide to defend it or not. I mean, I only want the I only want the toughest fights. Okay. You know, right, I don't right. I don't care who I fight. I just want to make sure that it's the toughest person and I'm able to give them all no matter what happens. You know, I don't want no easy fights at all. So, depending, I, I, oh, no, depending how far I go in the sport, you know, at least I can say to myself that I went up against quality. The yeah, the best guys. Yeah. And that's all I want to fight. That's dope. I got, and I got to ask you a question because I'm kind of a wuss, but I always see, you know, like the cauliflower ear. Is there any fear in your mind about that at this point? You kind of like yeah. Well, you can actually see. Like, you're starting to get it. Get, yeah, right here. Yeah, a little bit, very little. Oh, like okay, yeah, that's very. It is. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice. But for training for, for over ten years, that's a big blessing. And without that's having, true. I don't wear ear guards or anything like that. So I don't really. Uh, I do take a lot of damage in training. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been blessed to. Not having in the my way he yet. avoids it is not talking about it. So you kind of like, oh, you, you know, I fuck that up. You don't really talk about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, I know eventually it's gonna come. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't want it. If it don't come, then <laughs> all good. power, yeah. you know, that's yeah, even better. Of course, of course. You know, if, if it does come, I'm gonna drain it right away. Okay. So yeah, I have that the way. Right. Don't just. Yeah, that way don't just sit there and harden up. Hard enough, yeah. I mean, if I continue to do the sport, you know, it's gonna keep coming back, but I'm gonna keep draining it. <laughs> sure, it's yeah. the Steve. Yeah, you see, you're like, ah, hell <laughs> no. It's man. the you see, it's the Steve's I fear. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like a dude that trained ten years and doesn't have nothing to show for it. Like yeah. I go to somewhere, you know, you could tell a dude who has the ears. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. F- I'm not gonna fuck with that dude or cause a fight. 
<laughs> it's the dude like Steve that's like just in the in the in the just having a drink, chilling. Yeah, you, you don't you even know. know. You know what I mean? You check the ear out first. Oh, I can take this. Fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what in a quit? I got it. <laughs> I got it. See, I like to keep it like that though too. Cause no, yeah. I'm that, not the type to go up to anybody and start problems because you know you do have guys who train in the sport yeah. that are fucking meatheads and yeah. they like to start shit just to like just to mess with people and I'm totally opposite, man. It's like I chill with whoever I hang out with and only time I bring only time fight will come up is just whenever they introduce me uh, yeah. like oh there's my homeboy Steve he does UFC or some shit like that but other than that I'll just if I meet him I'll be like hey what's up how you doing okay. I won't say anything I won't even talk about it like, you won't even I'll have a whole conversation with you and you won't even know that I trained cause I just don't bring it up just keep it low key yeah I mean is it just something where you don't want to come off as bragging about it or is it and in a way, do you feel like maybe someone will try to test you? No, I just, I've always been that type to keep a lot of things to myself private. I mean, even though fighting, like, social media, I always post about it, stuff like that. But if people don't ask, I don't, I don't say it. It's just, I've always been like that. Like, relationships or anything. Family, you know. Very private dude. Yeah. Reserve, yeah. I respect yeah. that. Um, the... Who motivates you? Like, who is your motivation? Mm. There's two ways I was going to go with that question, but I'll go with that one first. What motivates you? It's a good question, man. I guess what motivated me was my family. Okay. Dope. It wasn't really uh, an athlete or anybody famous. I would say uh, my family just because we grew up very poor, struggling. Yeah. You know, Living check to check, moving house to house, getting evicted, you know. Gotcha. Been through some shit growing up, man. And, yeah. Uh, to see the way my brothers and sisters came out the way they are now is what inspired me to want to do better. You know, now they, you know, they got their own house, they got their own families, you know, they're doing really good for themselves and stuff like that. But they can all say the same, you know, they, their past is what motivated them to not be how they were back then to better themselves now you know got you yeah my family man they're the big they're a big part of me still fighting you know they support me they've been there for me since day one i mean they've been to most of my grappling tournaments even whenever i lose they're still there i mean they they joke with me sometimes but i mean other than that but that's a family is that, man? <laughs> yeah uh, that's good. It's, it's good to have those people like that. Yeah, know? that's the only way, man, that I, could, that I could really just still be in the sport. It's my family. So uh, what about fighting-wise? Like, who uh, who do you look up to when it comes to, like, uh, UFC, boxing? <laughs> the amazing thing about MMA is a mixture of everything, right? So, I mean, yeah. you could have, like, I mean, so many influences. Boxing, right? Like, who, who do you wish to have hands like? Uh... UFC. I mean, I, there's, I've had, I have favorite fighters, but there's nobody that really, uh, really that stood out to me that motivated me. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I like certain guys' styles. You know, I grew up watching Pat Berry, you know, uh, oh, Pat Berry, nice. Anthony Pettis, you know, guys like that, you know. But besides that, man, I mean, everybody has their story, everybody has a struggle, you know. I just, to me, I didn't really, I didn't really care too much on the motivational part. Mm -hmm. Like, 
what motivated me was my family and that's probably all that ever will you know family friends but so what about um okay so as a fan who are you gonna watch fight if there's a ufc fight who like who, who are you looking forward to see a fight happen well they got this upcoming pay-per-view with uh showtime pettis and nate diaz that's gonna be a really good fight and i think i don't even think that's the main event i think that's the undercard oh, i know yeah. i think that's the co-main and then the main event is uh dc's defending his belt against uh steep it mm. so that's gonna be a really good fight too you're into boxing too so who would you go in boxing man i really like uh earl spence he's a beast. he's about to he's go a monster, yeah. man. he's a beast he's about to go against uh porter yeah and i think spence is gonna pick him apart yeah i think he will i think porter is just too much of a. he's gonna be he's gonna try too much to get on the inside and spence is just too technical yeah his he jab, is. his yeah. Man, his counter is nasty. He can keep his distance, and his footwork is really nice. Do you think Spence will fight uh, Pacquiao? Because that's what they're mentioning, whoever comes out of that one. Man, I don't know. I think they're going to have to offer Pacquiao big money for that. I I honestly think that their, their camp is going to be like, they're going to see Spence, and they're going to see something in him that, that will shock. That's going to be like, man, you know, do you, nah, you, if you're going to take this loss <laughs> or if this is going to be a really close fight that you think you can win, you know, you need to up the pay on this. Yeah. And Spence is good, man. He has the it factor and he shows it every fight. I think he's good, bro. But I, I mean, I got to write. I, I don't think he beats Pacquiao, but um, <laughs> uh, you don't think he's going to beat Pacquiao, bro. Pacquiao nah, be 80 years old. So, nah, he ain't going to get him. So I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be, I, they've been mentioning the whole Pacquiao Mayweather thing. I mean, I honestly think should Pacquiao fight, uh, Spence. I mean, people. Uh, I mean, people would want to see. I would want to watch it, but it depends what's his in what's in his agenda to yeah. do, right? But if if he really wants to do like we were talking, like he wants to prove, like man, I'm still here, I'm still doing this thing, yeah. like I'm a boxer, like I love the sport. Yes, but if he's just really trying to get a payday, nah, dude, just go for Mayweather, man. I I mean. I cried the first time they fought. Yeah. He was there. I was there. How come? Because uh, he lost? He was just sad that they were just... Because Pacquiao is my dude, bro. Yeah. Pacquiao is the boxer that, like, <laughs> I truly, like... I love his style, bro. Yeah. Like, you know... Unconsciously, like, undercover. Very undercover. I have a thing for lefties. I wish in some way I was kind of like a lefty. Like, uh, in all things. Because lefties are awkward yeah. and when you're awkward you position yourself and being ahead i don't know that's the way i see it like for example in baseball right you're a lefty um so many different things have to be done in baseball differently like uh when you pitch to a lefty right it has to be different because of how the ball rotates and all this shit um boxing right most more mostly people are orthodox right which is right you know um I don't know. So that's the first thing. You always want to be a southpaw, essentially. Yes. If I could have boxed, I would have. I would have loved to be a southpaw. But I think it's a style, just aggressive and all that stuff. You know, like, and he's a cool dude, humble. I mean, we talked yesterday, dude. But I mean, um, he told me he was gonna call me. Oh, okay, that was good. I'm glad. Tell yeah. him I said what's up next time you talk to him. His vote, his <laughs> but nah, dude, I literally <laughs> almost cried, dude. Like I. I, I think I shed a tear, dude, but I just didn't show it to Jamal. By the yeah. time I turned around, I had already wiped it, but I was like, dude, what the fuck? I had to console him, man. I was like, look, bro, they're in there talking about their plans and what they're going to do. They both got, like, what, $100 million or something? Yeah, some astronomical crazy number. Yeah. Like, bro, they're good. Like, we're watching two 
millionaires figure out what they're gonna do tonight right. after the fight you know like they're good they're gonna eat you know what i'm saying uh, he looked really good this last fight though man the way he was cutting angles the way he was man changing levels he made thurman look bad which was i mean and i kept waiting for thurman to really you know throw something he kept landing trying to land his big hits but yeah. he just pacquiao was just in there he tagged him man as soon as thurman tries to pull something pacquiao's hitting him twice already pop pop you yeah. know and I was I was surprised. He looked really he did look very good. Yeah. Very good. And then going back with the um with the UFC fights, who do you got for the DC fight? Who do you got for I'm guessing Showtime you're gonna go for that because that's your dude, but Yeah, I'm going fight? for Showtime for that fight. Uh for DC. I'm thinking DC's gonna lose the belt. Uh, I really, really? like Yeah, okay. I really I really like DC, but I just feel like Steve feel I feel like Steve is gonna come out and have a real good a real a real better game plan because okay. his last fight he got caught with that i think it was the knee yeah the knee or the elbow or something like that yeah but felt more like a not a fluke but it just felt more like yeah he didn't really get his ass kicked he just got yeah because he time. was he was doing pretty good in the yeah. beginning and uh yeah i feel like he's gonna get the belt back yeah those are my two picks i think yoel romero is fighting uh that's a big dude yeah he's a big man, i think he's gonna I think he, I can't forget, remember the guy's name. It's Acosta or something like that. I think he's going to beat, beat him, though. Yeah. yeah Romero's gigantic, though. Yeah, man. he's and a Romero's monster. like one of the most intimidating looking people in that entire, oh, yeah. In that entire field. Man. So, uh, I have one more question. Do you lift weights, Steve? Or is it still part of, like, uh, is it a big thing? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm sponsored by the league, which is owned by Ashley and Terry Williams. Okay. They, uh, Terry Williams is my strength and conditioning coach and uh yeah i lift weights but i've never been the type to do like to go heavy okay so we do more of a we do more of like a strength and conditioning full body circuit gotcha gotcha yeah 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 because we kind of he kind of he kind of makes it more related towards mma so there's certain there's certain workouts that we do that uh i guess what i'm getting at is i was just asking off the top you know do you lift you know, like, uh, is that part of what a fighter does? You know what I mean? Lift. I've never really seen. Yeah, we live. Like really putting on muscle. You always. Yeah, yeah, training yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's part of the. Is right. it? I guess I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, it all just depends on, you know, what they have designed for the person. Like, if they have a coach and, uh, okay. you know, say you have, uh, say you have somebody that's walking close to weight, and their plan is to put on muscle and then cut back down. And then that's where you can probably incorporate gotcha, gotcha, like gotcha, the, gotcha. the more strength, more strength, uh, weightlifting part. But for me, it's always uh, it's always cutting weight. Got you. So it's more of a, it's, if it's weights, it's light weights. Yeah. It's fast yeah, yeah. reps. So. Yeah, I was just asking out of curiosity, right there. No, um, no, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's pretty much my final question. Did you have any doubts, Jamal? Now, man, I mean, uh, that was pretty cool just to hear your story. You know, obviously, to see your success, that's always pretty dope, man. And, you know, I'm excited for you. I, you said, I know you said you had some plans, so you couldn't talk it too much. Um, and I just wanted to make sure because I couldn't quite remember. You were looking at maybe some fights. Where you, so do you have a time frame of when you're planning on whatever your next fight was going to be? Yeah, so it's either going to be uh, the end of this year or early next year. So I'm kind of shooting for November, just so I can. Uh, 
hoping that it's before Thanksgiving so I can eat. <laughs> but if it ain't, yeah, yeah. If it ain't, we're shooting for early next year, maybe January, February. Yeah, it may it may not be here. Oh, okay. Where's it yeah. gonna be? At? Potentially, it'll be in Texas, but okay. somewhere else. Okay, yeah, but somewhere, somewhere else. Not yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna we got some pretty good things in store, so exciting, man. And then I guess you know where can people find follow your story? I mean, so that way they can keep up with your career. Uh, I don't really know my Instagram. You know my Instagram? Manager. I think it's S- <laughs> manager. Get to it. Fucking manager. <laughs> Hurry up, manager. You're supposed to have that on hand, man. But you can look at me up on Facebook too, Steve Garcia. You'll see my profile picture with my hands up with the belt. Uh, I think my Instagram is sgarcia. S Garcia twenty fourteen. S Garcia twenty fourteen. Um, I mean, any, everybody that follows me, I pretty much follow back. I mean, it ain't um, nothing like that. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm. I ain't, I ain't no big star or anything like that. I'll write back if you write me. I mean, if you got any questions as far as weight loss or what gym you could train at or anybody looking for private lessons or anything like that, man, just hit me up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty straightforward. I'll tell you what I think's best, and then, you know, yeah, just go from there. I was going to ask about the weight loss. I was like, man, that's, I was like, yo, I had a lot of questions about that, but I'll, I'll chill. Go man. for it. Go ahead, bro. Because at least I just want to know, because that's a lot of weight. I mean, a lot of people, they dream of losing, you know, maybe even half of what she lose, right? So... Obviously, besides training, what were some of the other things you incorporated in your life to help you lose that weight? Diet, man. It had to be. I had to make it a lifestyle. So eating clean was was the main part for me. That was actually eighty percent of for me. Eighty percent of what actually helped me out. Because working out all day, I mean, overweight or not, I just love doing it. I was sweating, you know, getting down and dirty. That's what I love to do. But the whole dieting part, man, actually, uh, you know, portion control and knowing exactly what to eat, put inside your body, you know, not eating too much of, you know, fruits and stuff like that. Because obviously you see somebody, you know, you give them, they see a whole pineapple and they think, oh, eating the whole pineapple is healthy. You know, all that sugar, it, right? Yeah, all that natural sugar. You need, yeah. It's natural sugar, but at the same time, though, you put so much in it, yeah. you know, you better off just eating, you know, just something else bad for you. But, yeah, man, the diet helped me out a lot. Um, my strength and conditioning coach, you know, Terry Williams, he actually wrote my diet plan for me, which was a lot a lot stricter than others. And it really tests you mentally, man. Like, if you're not committed to a goal and you're not focused on that goal, and you'll definitely give up on the diet that I had to go through. You know, it was, it was yeah. pretty... It was pretty straightforward. It was pretty, it was easy. I mean, it wasn't as easy, but it was something, it wasn't nothing too hard. Like, it wasn't nothing expensive or anything like that. It's just something that you can do really quick, a really quick fix. So, yeah, another thing I wanted to ask, um, man, sometimes I've noticed, I don't know, um, along this China. So, I'll be honest, I haven't worked out the way I've worked out since I was in, like, high school and working out for football. I've never worked out the way I did like that. And I think in a way, I don't want to work out again like that because I did it so much, right? Yeah. Through like your young age where you're supposed to be like just enjoying fucking eating hot Cheetos and cheese. I didn't do that shit, dude. I actually just like, fuck it. I'm going to go work out. You get what I'm saying? I got yeah. a game next week. You get what I'm saying? That's the way I saw it. And now I'm like, 
fuck, you know, like, but now I guess I'm missing that, like, that motivation or that motive to get in that sh- top shape again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I felt like if I had, like, a contact sport or something with an adrenaline, I would want to get in that shape again, you know? But anyways, point I want to get at, some, something I've noticed is that eating healthy sometimes could be expensive. Is that the case or no, from your perspective? No, I mean, it all depends how how of a picky eater you are. If you can't eat the same thing every day, I mean, like, for instance, I'm I'm very picky. So I have to stick to there's certain veggies I don't eat. I only eat broccoli and green beans. Like, I'll tell you my meal plan. My breakfast is three whole eggs, two egg whites, no seasoning or anything like that. I'll have, like, this organic organic salsa that, that, that I'll put on it. And that's it. That'll be my breakfast. You know, I'll go train. I'll have a snack in between. I'm also sponsored by uh, Marigold Bars, which they have this clean protein bar that I take. It only has about two grams of sugar and uh, I think I forgot how many grams of protein. But it's it's a pretty good snack to eat in between breakfast and lunch. You know, lunch and dinner comes. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty much either four ounces of uh, unseasoned uh, unseasoned chicken or. unseasoned ground turkey with a serving of uh veg- vegetables so which is usually uh green beans and broccoli and that's it and the what snack was, uh, what was the hardest thing you had to give up to eat pizza uh. yeah i love pizza <laughs> man that's i mean even what, even what was your spot what was your pizza spot you don't like spankies I think it's overrated. Ooh. Nice. Okay, okay, it's okay, overrated. Okay. So we can have an argument about this. It looks deep. <laughs> I love Spanky's, dude. And I, you know I do because we've mm. gone a lot of times on the weekends. But last time I went uh, to Kirby, I got sick, bro. So it kind of brought my, like, uh, <laughs> uh, to where just dropped down. Uh, You're like, I just, I just got a Frank's Pizza. pizza. Man, I haven't really tried Frank's too pizza many or sta- uh, uh Sorry. Um. I had to say this. Uh, no. Um, is it Star Pizza? Hey. Oh, that sucks. I've never tried it. Star Pizza? Yeah. Pepperoni? Uh, never mind. Where's it at? No, no, no. no. Don't, don't, don't. Go ahead. I think... I like pie pizza right there in the Heights. Haven't tried it. It's really good. It's good? Yeah, they're... They actually just got bought out by... Uh, the owners of the pit room so their menu has changed up quite a bit but the pizza did it remain the same or no yeah pizza's good it's still cool. good yeah it yeah. is star pizza i wanted to make sure yes it is star pizza you should try it I huh what so you late no oh well, you tell me i should try it. i've been trying it. okay cool yeah that's one of my top like star pizza but another pizza i like is basically uh you know, we're at we're at Kung Fu on a Saturday night. And you got that pizza guy as soon as you get out. Of, <laughs> man, that's a, yeah. that's some of the best pizza yeah. I've, ever, I've ever tasted. Yeah. I don't know if it's because <laughs> I'm drunk, but yeah. that shit hits the spot, man. Nice Straight up, though, drunk, too, you know? drunk pizza is good pizza, though. Like, have you ever, like, uh, so, for example, you're chilling with your homeboy and you buy uh, Little Caesars and then you buy it, right? You, everybody's munching, right? But you got them leftovers. Four hours later, everybody's fucked up, dude. And then you come back, and then you're eating that shit cold. But it's like, that's the best. <laughs> I love cold pizza too, man. man yeah. yeah, cold pizza. To be honest with you, you can never go wrong with cold pizza, yeah. depending where it's from. But it, it is good. 
So we're gonna end with this, Steve. You got seven dollars on your uh, in your account. It ain't payday till Friday. Oof. It's Wednesday. We ain't gonna do Wednesday. We're gonna do Thursday. You got one more day to make it. Yep. And you wanna buy a pizza? Where are you buying it from? Hello, Caesars. There we go, player. <laughs> yes, sir. This. That's a man who puts his money over his priorities of, of deliciousness. You know what I'm saying? Steve, I want to thank you for coming through, man. Thank you for uh, coming to chill with us and uh, giving us your story. It won't be the first, and it won't be the last. Um, I appreciate you for coming through, and thank you for always being true, man, and being uh, humble and chill. Every time I talk to you, even now, you've been just chill and relaxed. Uh, but that's the way you beat me in poker, too. So uh, I need to be <laughs> careful with that. But, nah, on the real, man, I, I look forward for your future, man. And um, I know you're going to do great things, man. So. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. You know, thank you all for having me on here. Uh, you know, I followed your podcast from the very beginning, too. I know you did. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's what's up. Definitely cool to see where you're at now. You know, hopefully I could keep continue to keep growing, too. And uh, hopefully next time I'm on here is for after a different fight yeah you know, hopefully sure, i stay definitely. undefeated but uh i definitely uh i want to give people a couple things real quick yeah that is yeah. actually what i was gonna get at go for oh, it okay sorry about that so i want to shout out to my sponsors man the league uh marigold bars abe's fitty foods bloodhound clothing line uh shout out to my gym metro fight club my head coach south Solise, all my teammates that helped me get ready for each fight and I'm helping y'all right now, getting ready for whatever fights y'all have coming up, too. Uh, you know, it uh, takes a team effort, man. You know, shout out to my girl, man. She's probably going to kill me if I don't mention her. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I definitely got definitely to gotta give her a shout out, man, because she was probably I was, she was probably the person I was the hardest on leading up to the fight. Just because she always wanted to be around me. They always get it, bro. Yeah, and then whenever I'm in fight camp, I don't want to be around anybody. Of course. And she just, like, kept pressuring, like, you know, I want to be around you. So I was like, all right. So we spent our last, man, our last couple of weeks, couple of date nights in the gym, cut weight. She cut weight in the sauna with me. You know, she ate clean with me. You know, she kept me in line, man. She kept me sane. When there was times where I was passing out at the gym, you know, she was right there for me. So. That's what's up, man. That's yeah, she, right uh. There. She definitely played a, a big factor in the fight. So, I just want to say thank you. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to my family, too. You know, they're a big part of what I do and hopefully continue to keep doing what I'm doing now. You know, they support me, win, lose, or draw. And uh, they're going to keep supporting me on the way till, till I can't do this no more. Bet. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure y'all give us a subscribe a follow or a like um if you don't like the podcast um just like it and then leave <laughs> like a you know a badass five stars and then just send a dm to kirby and tell him why you didn't like it um after that though uh thank you steve man i appreciate it again um i want to emphasize that i thank you man and uh your journey is inspiring and uh we're behind you man we look forward to what you got coming no doubt. and um yeah, man, nothing but love from Boys in the Barrio, nothing but love from me. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, next time in poker, I hope to uh, beat you. So, yeah, I got free time now up until the fight, so we can. Uh, <laughs> he says that's one area up. he doesn't want you to be undefeated at. Right? <laughs> 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 I, well, one more thing. Shout out to everybody that came to my fight too. I didn't really get a chance to talk to everybody because I did have a big crowd. Uh, if you came out to the fight and you didn't get a fight shirt, you know I'm sorry. I still got your shirt, even though it's been a couple of weeks. But uh, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for spending y'all hard-earned y'all hard-earned money to come see me. You know, even though I had a shady performance, but I was still able to pull out the W. You know, I just want to say thank y'all for coming out. Hopefully, y'all can uh, make it to the next one. Dope. What's up? Peace. <laughs>